And what the fuckers? Now, and folks, F- <laughs> uh, good to good to be here. Good to hear your voices. We're listening in on you, Edward Snowden style. This is live from the NSA bunker, uh, and we watched a really kind of odd and unusual show called The Following, which, as you know, because we introduced it previously, but <laughs> Kevin Bacon is in it. So right off the top, you're going to notice I'm going to talk about Kevin Bacon because I do forget the show a little bit because I watched it over a week ago. <laughs> and I call this <laughs> I call this the uh, the junior tutorial. This is a move that a girl in this class I took once at school where we had, we had to read a book a week and there was only wow. three of us in the professor. So you had to know your stuff. This girl once did not read the book. So she just said, I want to talk about the cover for a second. I want to weigh in <laughs> and just say, what does this cover say to us? So what does it say to us, just to start off and ease us back in, Kevin Bacon is in a show, right? <laughs> we know him from Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, but is Kevin Bacon, let me put it this way, there used to be a separation between the silver screen, the big screen, and the small screen. And yeah. you were a movie actor or you were a chump on TV. Does Kevin Bacon doing TV change the game and mean that TV is finally prestigious? I think it means Kevin Bacon was in need of some money, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, on this podcast, we have discussed this before with Kevin Bacon starring in City on a Hill, a blue-collar Boston show. (laughs) Damn, that's a great point. Wow, that's wild. (laughs) Uh, but, however, in this show, Kevin Bacon is not blue-collar, and he's not a Bostonian. He is an FBI agent who is trying to take down some kind of shadowy organization of serial killers or something, I guess. It's very hard to follow, especially with the final episode, um, because I think it started off with, like, there was a serial killer killing people. And by the end, it seems like everybody who was a bad guy was actually on the side of Kevin Bacon originally. Yeah, the FBI is, like, infiltrated. They're double agents. They're going to mess people up. What do you think of Kevin Bacon's bits? Bacon bits. Like his wiener? (laughs) (laughs) His wiener, mostly. I don't remember it. Do you you find him sexy? You kind of you kind of see his wiener in the movie Cruel. Uh, in the movie, I think um, Cruel Intentions. Like there's a there's a, a scene with him in the shower, and he turns around real quick. You kind of see a little shadow, a little outline of his dick and balls. And they were gonna call Cruel Intentions bacon bits, but that is, <laughs> <laughs> they changed their mind. Dude, you are kind of you're kind of in a way referencing print what has become a meme dick print when you like can see the outline of a man's member through gray sweatpants mm-hmm. i was shocked pop smoke mentions his quote-unquote print in a in an album and he's, he's dead now so i don't know what that means but i found that interesting that was kind of the first mainstream acceptance of print 
Yeah, before the before pot smoke, most of the guys worried about like having a a dick visible through sweatpants were just like people who went to strip clubs and who like really valued their time there. You know, you go to a strip club, you make sure you wear like something very loose and flowing, so someone's ass rubs against almost directly on your hard uh, hard on penis. Damn, that is a little bit graphic, and I never really considered any of that. I I always thought it was kind of the opposite that you didn't want to show print. It was like a a faux pas, you know. It was I bad. think if you have the right goods, you want to show print. If yeah, which we know that Zach does not have. So I mean, that's no 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 surprise. You never want to show off the print. If you don't have the good print, then you just then you don't want then you talk say it's disgusting. No, and, I don't uh, think it's disgusting. Crass, but I think it's and like, crass. I think it's. <laughs> Possibly not appropriate for a work attire if you show up to the. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, that's a that's a that is a uh, uniform violation that you can't really, in good conscience, call out. You know, yeah. no, you can't you, go. You, you can't call somebody in your office and be like, "Hey, uh, I can see your cock really well in your pants." You have to no, go home and change. You definitely can. You definitely could call out, like, say that that it has to be, you know, double. Double stuffed pants. Now I'm just staring at Zach's jeans. <laughs> you definitely. You, and would you say print is related to the pants tent, which Larry David explores in the pilot of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Right. I mean, the pants tent is embarrassing because you know it's not real. The pants tent is just—it's so obviously extra. But it could be real, and then you could be creepy. But so you're both like, I think I believe most men's penises tilt one way or the other. What do you mean? They go to the side. Like your a tent is straight on. You know, it looks very weird. It's like almost yeah. a projectile from their body. Yeah, it's but it's still like you could have a misunderstanding. That's the point <laughs> of the tent, is that the tent could lead to a misunderstanding. Whereas a print, you're letting them know. I, I think a print is probably cultivated. You cultivate the print. Uh, oh, you meaning you're rubbing it. No, you're no. rubbing it into your your thigh, no, getting no, it harder no, no. and harder. No, but you're picking out the right pants, the right underwear. You're aware of the print. You don't really have accidental print. I think w- one thing we can guarantee is none of us worry about this. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to point out that on our last episode of series pilots, or not even, well, recent episode of series pilots, Zach was talking about how it was sexual harassment to ask about self suck. <laughs> but he isn't gonna. He's gonna call an employee into his office and say that he's in trouble because Zach can see his cock. <laughs> that's that's an interesting point, John Paul. I, you did kind of call out my indiscrepancies, but I just want to say that's a power dynamic. <laughs> what is? So is a camel toe considered a print? Yeah, that's the equivalent of print. Oh, I, I did yeah. you ever watch uh, the? Remember when porn was before it was like you download things on LimeWire before Pornhub, you could download like minute and thirty clips from like various yeah. companies, and one of them was like Find My Camel. XNXX. Yes, but they were they were like literally ninety seconds, and um, they were from all. Dude, the, that is all I needed. That was all I needed. Of course, of course, there was like um, the Milf Hunter guy, and there was like Backroom Cassie Couch. But they were the shorter clips. They really only showed you a real sizzle reel of what was coming. A real sizzle. And there was one that was like, guess my camel toe or something like that. And uh, they would like ro- drive the car up to the lady and they'd be like, hey, do you know what a camel toe is? And she'd be like, what? 
And then she would like pull her panties up and show her camel toe. And uh, <laughs> they would like hand her 50 bucks and she would blow them. And I was always uh, like, I was like, I think she did know what a camel toe is. <laughs> Dude, like having them pull them up, pull up the panties to like really accentuate it to me. Something about that seems not super sexy to me. But maybe I'm being closed minded. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're limiting your sphere of experience, John Paul, by being so close-minded. You don't like a frontal wedgie on a woman? You don't like a print? That's beyond I mean, print. I love, I love the term print because it makes me think of, like, fingerprint, and it makes me think that one day we're going to catch criminals using cock prints. <laughs> I, I similarly love it. I love, like, the, something about the... The sounds of a PR, just to begin with, like print. The way that that, that rolls off the tongue, I, I kind of enjoy. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not sure what Kevin Bacon's print is. I'm uh, not really sure what print has to do with the show, the following, <laughs> but we have dedicated about I, 10 minutes to The print. bigger your print, the bigger your following. That's probably true. Ooh. Six degrees. I mean, people, people love... I mean, I remember seeing in mainstream magazines... John Ham and his print, you know, everyone's looking at his cock through his uh, slacks. John Ham's print is extremely famous. They're, they're he might have one of the most famous ones out there. It's uh, the that's whitewashing of print, I think. I, I actually think that John Ham has, like, <laughs> the most prominent crossover print, but I don't think he has the most famous print. Jason Derulo has a famous print as well. <laughs> Very famous print. Teddy Bridgewater really? has a famous print. I, I didn't know any of that. But Lamar Joe Jumpball, would you give us a our broad strokes breakdown? Because you said that you have kept detailed notes. Sure, yeah, absolutely. A broad strokes breakdown of the following. Now, um, as I understood it, this was a show that was about a serial killer who, like, influenced other people to become serial killers, I guess. But in this show, we follow Kevin Bacon, who plays Ryan. And Ryan has uh, been captured... By one of these sort of uh, one of these sort of ma manipulated people, whose name is Theo. Theo has captured uh, Kevin Bacon and is going to take him out to the woods to torture him and to kill him. But they don't realize that this shadowy organization that Theo works for, they are going to uh, kidnap Kevin Bacon's pregnant wife and go after his family or something like that and the whole episode is about him trying to overcome theo and save his family from the shadow organization that has also infiltrated the highest levels of the federal bureau of investigation trump was right the fbi is is is, is, is compromised it's all over <laughs> no this show is really bad uh it's got all it's got every classic trope of like any program ever where like Literally, the guy's like, I'm going to kill you, but I'm going to take my time, like, at least <laughs> uh, three to four hours. At and least long dude, enough even, to get rescued. even Kevin Bacon is not afraid. He, like, knows he's not going to die. Yeah, and it's like, the guy should just shot him immediately. And then, at the end, not, you know, spoiler alert, which would have been the better uh, name for our podcast, he, um, he... He goes, Kevin Bacon fakes his own death, walks in to the ner the hospital with just a hood on to, like, avoid being surveilled and murders <laughs> the head of the FBI. <laughs> At the very end. Yeah, in the hospital, yeah. 
Well, and they should have they should have known it was him because he has a very distinctive print. They they should have not have known it was him right away. That's a really good point. And also, uh, if you want a free subscription to the Patreon for six months, post a picture of your print on our Facebook page. Damn, dude, that's actually scary. I'm afraid of anyone who does that. I'm curious if anyone will, and we support it a hundred percent. We'll, yeah, we'll, whether your print is gigantic and impressive or whether it's adorable and cute and tiny, we, we're, we're with you. Or, rather, or whether it's healthy and small. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if does Facebook let you do that. Twitter blocked the Hunter Biden story. Do you think if they showed his that? print, he would be allowed to? <laughs> do, what was the Hunter <laughs> Biden? <laughs> what was the Hunter Biden story? Uh, I don't know. In plenty of other comedy podcasts, have already pretended to be experts about it, so I'll leave it to them. Okay, <laughs> so uh, we'll stick to our expertise, which is Kevin Bacon's print, and we'll let the <laughs> fake is... political podcast discuss Hunter Biden and Jack Dorsey. This is a class. This is becoming a classic Zach move of bring something up and then immediately say we shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> hey, it's kind of like print at the office you're oh, showing it off but right, immediately right. you can't take it any further Dude, I, I, it's you know who i just feel like it's not really fair it's sexist print is sexist because a man's print is way more interesting than a woman's print. what do you mean interesting so many people would disagree it's, with you the woman's print has been top dog for generations no at, well I, at, i'll say this a man's print is going to be a woman's print will in all likelihood look relatively the same. I think there's going to be more variation in the print of a man, you know? Is it thick? Is it skinny? Is it long? Short? Is it circumcised? Is it uh, normal, you know? Right. Is it veiny? That would be a really tight pit. <laughs> Well, actually, Lenny Kravitz has some of the most famous print because of that concert where you could see that he was wearing a ring. That wasn't a print, though. That was a full-on exposure. Oh. Well, yeah. some would say that's the ultimate print. <laughs> the ultimate print is point out your actual penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is the ultimate print, and it's also pretty funny prank to do with your friends. That's <laughs> yes, the ultimate prank and print. And as long as no one references self-suck, you can do it anywhere in public and have it be legal. Um, this, uh, this show, I think, was popular for a couple minutes because I think it, it played itself off as a serial killer show in the beginning. And then it, it had nothing to okay, do with so that. Okay, it, so for me, this show, we wanted to pick it October, spooky, according to John Paul, and we entrusted <laughs> him with the spookiness. This has police procedural vibes to me. There's Definitely. nothing about this that felt spooky. No, there wasn't. Any. I really thought it would be spooky. I remember this came out the same year as a John Cusack serial killer show where the serial killer was inspired by the stories of Edgar Allan Poe. And this, for some reason went longer than the John Cusack show. <laughs> well, we should have done the John Cusack show, probably. Well, we still can, but I had no idea that John Cusack came to TV. That seems... I always get Cusack and Spacey mixed up. I think they have very similar looks and styles. Mm. <laughs> I, I just like... <laughs> and, uh, and proclivities. Yes, exactly. I always think of Cusack, and I think Cusack is a nice guy, and Spacey's obviously not that I mean, nice. was Spacey, I, I know that he had a serious problem when drinking with sexual assault, 
but was he otherwise like Spacey was assaulting men? Was he kind to the women that he worked with or no? I think Spacey's been known as a fun life of the party style guy. Oh, so not really a great coat. He's always been too much of a party animal. I don't know. You're Portuguese. You would know. Well, Spacey is not. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that John Cusack was teased as a child? Do you think it's John Ballsack? <laughs> yeah, I, I can actually go on record and say I definitely believe that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> what would be... Um... Uh, you meant... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You go, you go. I got nothing. No, no, no. <laughs> go ahead. No, I, I, I was going to just say something gay. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. What's your problem, bro? <laughs> so I actually, I had an experience like this when I was uh, sort of like Kevin Bacon and I was trying to take down a lead organization. In the experience that you had like Kevin Bacon was that you were trying to take it down or you had to fake your own death once they finally caught up to you because you wanted your baby to be safe. Yeah. That, it was that, it was, right? Yeah, that, <laughs> that's... So let's explain this. At the very end... Listen, Jack, whatever you did, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) At the very end, Kevin Bacon is going to get killed or taken into custody, so he jumps off a bridge and fakes his own death. That's all you need to know. That's not exactly what... This is actually not exactly what happens. Actually, what happens is he, Theo, kidnaps Kevin Bacon's wife. Kevin Bacon tracks him to this bridge, and they have an incredible, tense showdown, which you can listen to in the clip... Right here. Let her go, Theo! Why would I do that? Because you're a survivor! Ever since you were a child, you've done whatever it takes to see the next sunrise. Well, you're not gonna wake up tomorrow unless you throw that gun away and get down on the ground. I'm ready to die, Ryan. I'm ready to die. If you wanna pull that trigger, go ahead. But I'll still kill her. And your future will end on this bridge. So if you wanted to live, Let us walk away. All right. All right, you win. You win. So that clip took place on a bridge over water, and you might have heard what you thought was the sounds of water, running water, whooshing. But that was actually the sound of the cotton fibers of Kevin Bacon's jeans straining (laughs) under the pressure of his print. (laughs) Yeah, so Kevin Bacon, he shoots Theo. It looked like he shot him in the head, but then somehow Theo just gets up and they both tumble over the bridge together. But but Kevin um, 
Kevin Bacon survives because his print actually hits the water first and <laughs> displaces all the water, so it makes it better for him. <laughs> but oh, I, dude, I, I had a, I'm gonna have to get to what? Sorry, sorry, dog. No worries. You go first. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Was it a print joke? <laughs> I was just gonna say something about Prince Gene. Something about something about Prince. I don't know. <laughs> I have Gene with print on them, but it's not my penis. Something like that. That would have been good. But I actually had a scenario like this where I had to fake my own death to climb to the top or something like that. <laughs> wow. I was nothing but a dispatcher, but I had always dreamed of helping people. So I looked in... Oh, whoops. Just kidding. Um, I was a struggling comic. And it, okay. <laughs> okay. So I have had a similar experience, much like Kevin experience. <laughs> Where I had to fake my own death. I was a stomach. I was a struggling comic <laughs> in a decent local scene, but didn't have the chops to take it to the next level. I blamed it on being white and straight and PC culture, but I mainly just. <laughs> but I mainly just didn't have the skills and determination to grind for two decades. But it was easier to blame it on minorities. I needed a way to skip the line. I had tried in the past by reinventing myself as genderqueer, but apparently that also has a look that you need to match. I had tried being a fascist comic, but the Proud Boys found out I had been to rehab for masturbation many times, so they rejected me. I knew there was one thing that could get me on the main stage, a.k.a. Ellen, and that was to fake a cancer diagnosis. I know... <laughs> Another comic had done this in the past, so I did what I had been oh. doing for years and did a slight <laughs> variation of the thing that person had done and called it my own. I drank Poland Spring bottle, a Poland Spring bottle of mercury and filmed wow. myself dancing to Pharrell's song Happy and begged <laughs> Ellen to have me on her show because <laughs> surely the mercury would kill me in two to three days. I made the video public on YouTube, and it got about 15,000 views in 60 hours. James Gordon reached out, but that would have been a step down in my career from YouTube. <laughs> I declined. I still had about 18 hours of life to get on Ellen. It didn't work. I had not figured out the algorithm, though, and YouTube deleted it for being too graphic. My last tweet was... Typical. If I had been a POC or a woman, I would have gotten on Ellen. It got three likes, and I died. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. That's so, wild. I, I so, might not have read through the full writing assignment when I read that. Wrote that. <laughs> I also had to set up a fake death. I had to set up myself for fake death after my pandemic unemployment claim went sour. <laughs> after paying me... <laughs> After paying me for six months, the state of Massachusetts asked me for paperwork on my comedy income. Unable to clarify some discrepancies in my Patreon podcast earnings, <laughs> I fled the state and went to Rhode Island. I laid low and I blended in with the local Portuguese population. I ate a lot of malasadas and I got some minority business loan money for my business as a Kevin Spacey impersonator at Portuguese Festus. <laughs> However, at, at one indoor comedy show in Providence, I contracted COVID and was hospitalized. 
I was unable to get health insurance through Obamacare because of problems with the paperwork. So they spared the fetus. Oh, they were going to give me, um, they were going to kill a fetus to give me cells and cure me like Trump. But they, uh, <laughs> they ultimately let me die instead because I could not pay since I was dead and did not qualify for Obamacare. The death panel struck again and I was dead. <laughs> wow. Damn, dude. So, so, so far, both the fake, fake your own deaths have ended in real death. <laughs> That's the, one of the leading causes of death in this country is fake death. <laughs> I also had a similar situation where I had to fake my own death for some reason, which I'll tell you now. In the late 1980s, I was taking a tour of a NASA facility when I wandered away from the group and ran into a beautiful, curly-haired woman doing some NASA exercises. We struck up a conversation, and soon enough, we started having sex. After it was all over, she told me her name was Krista McAuliffe, that she was a school teacher who was going up in a space shuttle. We began to have an affair, having sex several times a week, but she refused to leave her husband, Steve McAuliffe, saying that it was a sin and that it would make her look bad in the community, especially as that she was going to become an astronaut. So we came up with a different solution so that we could be together without Chris losing face. As the Challenger space shuttle lifted off, Krista McAuliffe sabotaged it and jumped out, parachuting down to the ground where I was waiting. Together, Chris and I watched the Challenger space shuttle explode, killing everyone on board. The whole world thought that Krista McAuliffe was dead, but in reality, I was giving her anal sex in our hotel room for several days. I decided I also needed to fake my own death and create a new identity for myself along with Krista. I parked my truck on some train tracks and left the body of a dead hobo in the driver's seat. When the train struck my vehicle, it derailed, killing four and injuring almost two dozen people, which was regrettable. But it had worked, and now I was assumed dead and could take on my new identity with, my, uh, with Krista McAuliffe. We decided the safest way for us to hide was in plain sight. We decided to become so famous and well-known that nobody would ever suspect that we were still alive. We found two people to impersonate who were about to become famous, so we killed them and assumed their identity after extensive plastic surgery. Uh, Krista became Brie, and I became Nikki Bella, super sexy pro-wrestling twin sisters. After we killed the real Bella twins, we took their places and quickly started to rise to the ranks of the WWE, becoming rich, famous, and sex symbols. Krista got into a sham relationship marriage with Daniel Bryan, and I entered into a similar one with John Cena. But where we were alone, but when we were alone, we let our true passions fly. I really liked uh, the plastic surgery and got some more, upgrading my breast implants to a bigger size, which also made John Cena happier as he was a titty man. John and I began to spend more and more time together, and I was starting to appreciate how funny and sensitive he was, and how he was debt-free and had hustle, loyalty, and respect. Before I knew it, I was in love with John Cena, and started to wonder if killing people and changing my gender had truly been the path for me. I decided to come clean with John one night, after some vigorous lovemaking. John was horrified and truly shocked to hear that I had lived life as a man, and even more shocked to find out that my twin sister was Krista McAuliffe, presumed dead in the Challenger explosion. John agreed to keep our secret, but told me that he could never ever marry me with the kind of baggage I had. I called him a misogynist pig and left him to get on Dancing with the Stars so I could find a new man to pull into my web of deception and murder. John Paul, <laughs> speaking of Cena, what do you think? Cena is actually married now. 
No fucking way. Are you serious? Uh, you didn't hear this? Cena married no, his girlfriend of one year, Shay Sharit Seda, on October 12th. Cena got secretly oh married. Oh my God. Are you upset? Are you brokenhearted? Live I just can't believe here. it. He was so anti. Dude, he must have really thought that Nikki Bella was kind of a ditzy dumbass because, like, she was wanting to get married for so long and he always said no. Yeah, Cena was one of the most famous. He's up there with George Clooney. This is up there with Clooney. I mean, this is up there. No, no, he is. Famous Bachelor. Before there was Famous Bachelor, there was Bachelor Bob, the mayor of Weymouth, Massachusetts, who was 50 (laughs) and he got married. Uh, Bob, I forget his last name. Um, And there was him. And then there was Amal Clooney's now husband, who at the time, I don't even know who he was. Uh, Some guy who married a human rights superstar, Amal Clooney. And then there was John Cena. John Cena famously said, Said, I don't want to get married, and now he's married. I can't wow. wait for Amal Clooney to die, and then everybody, call, like all, all the headlines that say George, George Clooney's, Clooney's wife has passed away. Well, statistically, <laughs> because it is a difficult, difficult world for men, uh, Amal Clooney's husband will probably die about 12 years before him, <laughs> you know, because female privilege means they live longer. But Amal Clooney's husband... That is a privilege. If he were to become, I agree, the greatest privilege is being alive. You know, <laughs> if uh, if Amal Clooney's husband, if Amal Clooney were to die, Amal Clooney's husband, who would then become Amal Clooney's widower, Widow. who was formerly the man who will marry Amal Clooney, he would have to marry a new woman within a year or else he would die because men do very poorly when they're Yes, widowed. that's a famous statistic from episode one. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, so we're very worried about Amal Clooney's husband. If you had, the I can't believe John Cena got married. That's insane. I almost wonder if we need to check in on him. Like if there's maybe some kind of... There's some. There might, this is kind of like a Stan Lee situation, I think, where he might be the subject of some kind of elder abuse. Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, a lot of people talk about women over 30 are too old for Hollywood. John Cena is now a man over 40, so maybe he is an elder. It is he officially could, elder abuse. He could be being <laughs> abused by her because does he, or she, or maybe she found out he's a pedophile Democrat. Well, I don't think Cena. If Cena is a Democrat, it's not a huge part of his personality. <laughs> I would refer to John Cena as famous Democrat. But, you know, and he loves the troops, so he couldn't be a Democrat. I forgot he loved the troops, but he does kind of lie about military service, so he is definitely a Republican. (laughs) Dude, I cannot believe John Cena got hit. That's fucking wild. I can't believe I'm breaking this news to you, John Paul. It's like heartbreaking to watch you feel this pain on air. Dude, I this is I, I don't know how I missed this. Like I'm online all the time. This is wild that he got married. You're I feel a little betrayed for Nikki Bella. You're constantly having sex with him in your writing assignment, so it seems like <laughs> you need- I will say that as we record this, we have several more episodes to record in the near future, and it, uh, the John Cena is he's frequently coming coming around more and more. Well, now that he's got a taste of the, the, the married life, he's got to get out there and, you know, get to the bathhouse. I agree. Now that John Cena has a beard, a woman who he's publicly married to, he probably can be more free to be openly to closeted. 
Hey, I was thinking about this. You know what would be the number one print move? What? Have your print ingrained in your casket. Oh, my God. That would be really good. I love that idea. So it's like a little bubble in the wood on the side. That's interesting. That's kind of a motif on Rick Jenkins has a joke. Guess who died? The guy who invented Viagra. It was the a guy closed casket. Eventually. eventually. If yes. the print joke, so that's kind of like the, the casket wasn't able to accommodate an erect situation. But this is a custom <laughs> casket which accommodates a flaccid print. That's kind of a, a nice little... That's an ode to Jenkins. Yeah, that is. That is that's nice. Um, so we got the print casket. So mostly this episode has been about print, but was, was there like a John Cena? Was there a Deepak Chopra moment or something you really liked about this show? Well, wow, this is a kind of a tough one. This show is extremely bad, and this was part of a whole batch of very bad TV that I picked out. So I want to first of all say I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it would be this bad. Yeah. My Deepak Chopra moment for the following. John Paul, wait the one uh, second before you say anything. Uh, you did, you know, because you you sentenced uh, sentenced us to four episodes of horrible television. Did you make sure that you uh, put the cage on your penis, your little penis? Oh, <laughs> my chest! Yeah, I have the most I have the most distinctive and fresh print out there because my chastity cage <laughs> locks up my little clitty, and so it's very clear. It's very, you can see the metal wiring around my clit. Good. That's good. Now, now you don't get to take that out until we watch something good. Uh, my, my Deepak Chopra moment uh, is, the, is the show ending on an unresolved cliffhanger. Much like the Super Mario Brothers movie, the show ends on this badass cliffhanger moment where Kevin Bacon, he's now, you know, presumed dead, so he gets to sort of move around in the shadows. He kills the, the FBI director who betrays him, and it really sets up this next season where Kevin Bacon's just going to go wild and be re- very violent and very, uh, and very effective against this organization of serial killers. But then the show got canceled because it sucked, so we don't get to see it. It's funny. <laughs> My Deepak Chopra moment was, so Kevin Bacon's wife is under protection of security, and then a fake, an FBI agent, double agent, tricks them and immediately gets the security to compromise her safety in life. And I appreciated safety being compromised because it made me feel less annoyed by reminders from internet applications to set up two-step authentication. So this show, <laughs> my default joke remind, is that it reminded me to take my cybersecurity more safe, more seriously. seriously. Yeah, my Deepak Chopra moment. Um, damn, it was a while since we watched this one. Um, I like the electric shock torture. I thought that was kind of hot. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I was kind of s- sexy. Um, so, yeah, that's my Deepak Chopra. All right, you want to do a role play? Yeah. I do want to play. I would like to be, um, I would like to be a pants salesman. I want to <laughs> sell some pants. All right. All right, I'll, I'll be, be John Cena. And I'll be Kevin Bacon from the fall. That sounds good. Hey, John, we got to fucking find out what's, who the mole is in this FBI. Uh, well... You might be the mole, Kevin, because I'm not in the FBI, so you really shouldn't be talking to me about FBI business. No, but for this next uh, this next sting operation, I got to get you off the mats, 
and into the the FBI headquarters. But I got to get you out of these spandex first. No, well, I well welcome, 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 gentlemen, welcome to Bulges. This is a uh, men's fashion with a uh, print centric mindset. How are you, gentlemen, doing today? What are you talking about, print centric? Wow, this guy doesn't know about print, Mister Cena. Well, I actually don't know about print either. What is print? Oh well, this is really. Take a look here. Watch. You guys see how the see how my pants look right now? You see that? Oh my God! <laughs> what is that? What is what is in there? Oh, oh, sorry. It's. I don't really need to see your penis. I'm just trying to get pants. Oh well, that's that's all we sell here. We sell the pants that really show off uh, the natural gifts of a man. And if a man doesn't have natural gifts, he might have some special accoutrement, some uh, some special. <laughs> Some special, uh, some special devices like I'm wearing right now. Now, see what this does. I have this in my underwear, and it and it simulates the the shaft of a nine inch penis <laughs> along my thigh. Whoa. Well, what about a guy like me? I, you know, I'm a celebrity, so people are constantly want me wearing the most up to date fashion. Do these come in Dockers and in Lucky Jeans? Well, why don't you take your jeans down? And I'll suck on your <laughs> penis for a while to let you know. How does that help with the? Is that to like you know get the print into an optimal state? Does it have to kind of? Yeah. It just puts me in a good mood. <laughs> oh, oh, so that's for your sales skills. Well, it's not for the for the pants. You know, buddy, put your hands up. This was a sting. What? This was a sting. We knew that prostitution was happening in this. In this print hey, sales. hey, I'm a feminist. Yeah. I'm a feminist. Goddammit! Wait, wait, Kevin. I know that we should arrest this guy, but yeah. I kind of think he is on to something. This is not a bad business. No, plan. I mean, your dick looks huge in those pants. I, I'm very impressed. Now, can we get but these the... in jean shorts, sir? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have a tailor friend I can talk to. Uh, he's really horny. Camo shorts? How do you get the print to go through the camouflage? You know? Well, with, the, with that, I mean, you really you can't see it, you know? Sir, so we're going to buy three pairs of pants each, but also you're arrested for solicitation. Well, that's very unwoke of you, Officer Bacon. Our job's not to be woke. We're the FBI. Full body inspectors. <laughs> yeah, put your hands on the roof. <laughs> let's, let's get them off. Get those things off, sir. Print is not enough when you're dealing with the full body now, inspectors. Take those pants down. Oh, wow. That is small. Those pants did an amazing job of making that look bigger. Oh, man, guys, come on. You guys make him feel ashamed, and it's kind of turning me on a little bit. <laughs> All right, so John, your wife just called me. <laughs> she says you need to get back home immediately. I knew I shouldn't have gotten married. <laughs> <laughs> what do you give the show? I give this show a zero. I think it was a horrific effort with a, a really good like at least a high salaried cast, so to not deliver to the level that they did is shameful. Yeah. <laughs> I give the show a two No, a zero. It was horrible. Yeah, it's I a agree. Zero. I remember nothing about it. Wow. I mean, I gotta give the show a I gotta give it a one. I mean, they got Kevin Bacon. That's that's something. I'll give him I'll give him a one for Kevin Bacon. So a one for bacon? Yeah, one for bacon, and I give this episode a high a high number just because we talked so much about print. It was nice. <laughs> yeah. I I give this show a zero, a Canadian bacon, a big fat zero whole old <laughs> goose egg. I give our what role a play a ten. 
Me too. I think it was very slow and well paced. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> right, and yeah. our first role player featured John movie. Cena as a uh, married man, which is kind of new ground for us. <laughs> Good night, America. <laughs> Good night, Uri. <laughs>